and climate changers welcome your weekly dose of red pill politics welcome aboard i am your opinionated and abrasive host dave copaz and it is my succinct pleasure to be spending this sunday morning with all you all uh here it is february 4th already yeah the fourth the whole month of uh, january is behind us and it's uh, usually february and march when we start are those of us that are thinking about, oh, maybe eating, are thinking about starting their garden plants this time of year. So um, expecting uh, some of the upcoming weeks here of uh, February, um, some of the shows we're going to start talking about some of that. I told you I was going to do that uh, last year, and I'm going to hold true to that. No, uh, maybe get a couple of guests on and uh, dig into uh, some of the basics of gardening because I think that's pretty important stuff and is being lost in today's society. So uh, the timing is good. This is when we should be getting our stuff together. So I highly recommend that you all go out, get yourself some pot and soil if you don't already have it, some good organic stuff. Um, get yourself some flats. All right, get ready. We're going to be growing some food this year, folks. All right, and we're going to be talking about that. It's important stuff. Uh, but there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, as you know, we're in the middle of a economic free fall. Um, the Bidenista regime and these uh, creatures known as progressives that took over the Democrat Party have um, basically waged war on America, kind of what it seems like. Uh, we have no uh, meaningful border. Um, millions of illegals are in this country, many of whom... Uh, hate us. They're not here because they want to acclimate. And even the ones that don't uh, uh, come here with ill intent, and I mean ill intent is in, you know, the, the Chinese military aged men that are clumping up and uh, terrorist organizations and their cells that are starting to reform here. Uh, but many of these people that are being interviewed we're seeing and I feel for them, don't get me wrong, I'm not heartless and totally cold on this issue, but it, I am America first. Um, they are coming right out and saying they're coming here because they have no real job opportunities. They have no potential uh, to accumulate and save. Uh, you know, they, they just are in economic despair in their countries. Now, Asylum is not something that you can seek 
simply because you don't have enough money in your pocket. All right. When you when you uh, seek asylum, it's because you are a, a, a political refugee, not an economic refugee. There's there's really no such thing. All right. If if your politics, if the things that you think are apt to get you killed in your country, there is a mechanism of seeking asylum, seeking protection from the the politics of your nation, not the economic despair of your nation. All right, so although I feel for these people, and I sincerely do, this is not a, a blank check a, 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 to just come into this country just because your leaders have failed you and you don't have jobs right in your own neighborhoods and you're having a hard time feeding your family doesn't mean you come here and take food out of my family's mouth and that's just what we're we're seeing and that's on the good side these are the people that just are trying to run for a, a, a better economic stability Right, they can stay home and be poor and push for change in their own nation. Right, no one's hunting them down. Those are those are not refugees. Right, we got the borders wide open. Anyone who wants to come here, good, bad, or indifferent, and and, and we see when they get here the the criminal elements when they come here. We got examples of that this week. It's all over in the news. Look what happened in New York City. Uh, they're just beating the hell out of cops. They're arrested. And as soon as they get before a judge, the judge lets them go. Uh, seriously, if you are an illegal or you are a pedophile, our government, the progressives in particular, they're giving you a blank check. You can go on and do what the hell ever you want. If they happen to arrest you, you know, and most of the cops that I've dealt with, because we, this is a little side project of mine here is, uh, we bird dog those filthy rotten pedophiles, something awful. And the cops are always willing to work with us because cops don't like pedophiles either. Cops got kids, and they know how predatory these guys are. So they actually appreciate our pressure out there. And the cops, when it gets to that point, when we've got one of them, the police are always there to arrest them without fail. I've never had a problem, any resistance there. But, man, I'll tell you what, once they bring them up before the judge, all bets are off at that point. I have watched level convicted, registered, level three sex offenders reoffend. We get them arrested. They go to court, and I sat in the court and watched this with my own two eyes. And the judge turns around and lets them go with, with no bail, nothing. Not a thousand, not ten thousand, not a hundred thousand. You know, just go ahead. You know, promise us again that you won't molest children and go about your way. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, that's what we got. That's what we got here in Massachusetts, especially. Um, and it shows. I keep telling you guys, I'm going to give you examples of what's going on right here in the good old Commonwealth of Massachusetts because it is rocket sledding your way. Everything that they have done here over the last years, over the last decades, has oozed through the door in your state, too. So wherever you're listening to me from, do not feel sheltered. 
don't laugh and point at, at uh, little old uh, communist Massachusetts and say, oh, look at them. Like, it, it's isolated here. Because it's not. I promise you it's not. So over in Roxbury right now, <laughs> oh, man, they, they uh, took over a community center. And this is a place where a lot of uh, moms, uh, inner city moms, were bringing their kids as the only option between this uh, having a structured, positive something to do and being on the streets. So these moms and parents are a little ticked off. They, without warning, go to the community center and it's all cordoned off, police all around, like they're the criminals, like they're the invaders. The parents, with their children in tow, are now the invaders. You're, stay away from this community center. This is no longer your community center. This is for the illegal aliens' com new community. So, yes, they go right into these uh, poor areas. Roxbury is not a you know, big, fancy, snooty uh, uh, part of Boston like you know Somerville or something like that. No, Roxbury is, is uh, uh, the hood. And, yeah, they lost their community center simply because Mayor Wu and that nasty piece of work, Maura Healy, our governor, cannot deal with the, the crisis they created through their sanctuary cities. They should just be charged. What they did was a crime. Given that they conspired together, they conspired to commit treason against the country. But yeah, you know, we had this problem for a while. And when uh, I believe it was uh, DeSantis down in Florida, right, they were flooding in his state. And he said, oh, yeah, and he put a bunch of them on a bus and sent them up here to Massachusetts. But he didn't send them to Roxbury. No, he sent them out to Cape Cod on one of the islands out there. Oh, yes, indeed, where the, uh, the rich and the wealthy play. So, yes, indeed, when they got there, what, what happened? What, what did all these bleeding heart progressives do? Well, they did what you would expect any bleeding heart progressive to do. They went out and ordered a bunch of pizzas. They took a bunch of selfies with themselves, smiling with the new illegal aliens, and then broomed them back into a bus. They get out of here. We don't want you here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So I say that uh, we maybe we should give uh, the inner city uh, parents of Roxbury, give them back their community center, and move all those illegals back over to Martha's Vineyard. And leave them there. It's an island. That would be a good place to put them until the next convoy to the border. The only thing I was a little disappointed at is, you know, his convoy all the way back down to the southern border, and they all went empty-handed. Holy cow. So, yeah, the Roxbury uh, community, you, you don't mean crap to your uh, public servants. They really could not care less about you. And they, they showed it. The disdain for those parents. The police were there protecting invaders 
from parents being able to access the the very services and institutions that their tax dollars paid for. You know, and down it. You know, why are we not going at these places? You know, if you're not going to use them for what they were meant for, shut them down. There's some of the past interviews that, uh, that I've done over the last couple of weeks that came out that some of the ones that are aiding and facilitating in this invasion on the American side of the border are many of the Catholic churches down there. Yes, indeed. They're housing them. They're trafficking them. And nine times out of ten, these Catholic churches and whoever, whatever institution is, I really don't care. Christian, non-Christian, these are uh, supposed to be places of faith where you go and you worship. They are not supposed to be a a threat to the United States and their security. This is a national security issue. I recommend that each and every one of you, every church that you identify, and I'm not being particular here and just picking on one denomination or another or one faith or another, any place of worship who so foolishly has decided to facilitate in the invasion of this country, you should get right on the horn with the IRS and seek the revocation of their 501c3 status. It's all, they live by that status. That's, you know, to them, that's everything. Shut them down. If they're no longer uh, even concerned with worshiping God and instead are trafficking illegals, shut them down. Call and have their C3 status revoked. Their occupancy permit. You should be at the Board of Health meetings saying this is not what this building is for. This is our tax dollars actually being weaponized against us. I want the the occupancy permit of any place that is participating in the violation of Title VIII, Section 1324, in this town, in this city, uh, to have their occupancy permit immediately, immediately revoked. We can do that. We can use uh, all those things that they put in, in place to beat us over the head with. I am a big fan of turning it right back around on them. Maybe that's what we should be doing. I don't see too many, uh, you know, people put up public meetings all the time. You know, especially like school committee meetings and whatnot. But I don't hear a lot of uh, clips where people going in and asking the the right questions on this, this issue. Going into those minor boards that hold permitting authority over these uh, venues and institutions and shutting them down. You know, you look in your own town bylaws on, on what's allowed uses for these buildings. You know, and, and you, what you use your public transportation in your, your senior center vans for. You're going to find that they're being used illegally. Yank their funding. Every place that participates in this Libraries, the ones that, that are pushing all this porn on the kids. Almost every town has a trustee of the libraries. And if they can't stop 
being predacious little freaks off their leash in in in, in grooming your children shut them down amend their budget to zero there's always an opportunity every single year on town hall floor in every city and town across this nation for you to go in, make a ruckus, have a friendly amendment from the floor, whatever the, the amendment process is, get it in there and amend their budgets to zero. Make it sting. Make it sting. But, you know, when they do things like this, like what they did in Roxbury to these people, it is adding fuel to the fire. Because uh, uh, I'm seeing, uh, although slow, it's not happening nearly fast enough for my liking. But the black community is coming to the realization they've been flat out lied to. I mean, year after year, decade after decade, progressive Democrats come into the hood, handing out all their literature, telling these people that Republicans hate you, they don't want you, they don't like you, okay, but we do, we love you. Vote for us, all you got to do, if you vote for me and you vote for my Democrat friends, you, you will see, you don't have to live in all this crime, all this filth. Uh, in economic despair, uh, you know, it'll be great. Just keep voting for us. We'll take care of you. And, you know, they're finally getting together and they're talking about this. And it says, you know what? It's getting to be about that time of the year where Senator Dipshit comes in our into our town, into our street, knocks on our door, asks for a donation and, and a vote. And we all we get when they leave is the same promise that we've gotten for decades. And you look out back in the alley, and it's a, it's a complete shit show. They realize nothing is changing. We did vote for you for all the reasons that you said, for all the promises that you made is why we vote for you. And they're now getting it. Some of the older people there's always the seniors in in society uh but the the seniors in the black community are seeing this they've been around long enough and they look out and say you know what this is what they're going to promise you when they come to the door because they promised it every other year for years and years and just look around you when has any of their promises come true in, in fact it gets worse the crime gets worse. You just keep hearing more stories of moms who lost their babies to overdose. Stray shootings out in the street. We'll be right back. A quick break here. Spread Bill Politics. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Be right back in just a minute.
I am so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Health Simple with Colorado Shilaji. Fact bit number one. What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxin. And toxins as are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar, unable to be our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily, deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope live longer. Legit Shilaji, like Colorado Shilaji, is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Our health is our only true wealth. Get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. Colorado Shilaji, hand harvest, raw processed, and packaged in the heart of the Rocky. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. I only talk to God when I need a favor. And I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who the hell am I, who the hell am I to expect a savior? Oh, if I And welcome back to Red Pill Politics. It is February 4th already, and uh, welcome to the show. Um, if you would, please do head over to re- uh, republicbroadcasting.org. Can't talk this morning. And uh, be sure to save them in your favorites. Here's why. Because RBN has got programming 24-7. There's original programming seven days a week there for you to feed your brain. I'm sure there's things there that uh, are of interest to you. So check out the program schedule. 
look at the archive. Every one of the shows are archived there as well, separated by host. So find some that you like, listen, share them around, get them on social media. And we are listener funded. So hit that donation button on your way out. Donations, big or small, are greatly appreciated. There are specials every week. I think there uh, might even been a winner drawn uh, for that really cool uh, Confederate battle flag uh, quilt, handmade quilt, really, really nice stuff um, from last month. But there's always specials there. There's a book of the month, all kinds of cool things that um, where you can get something out of it and we get something out of it because anything that doesn't grow dies and we want RBN out there. Um, other ways you can help if you would like to advertise with us, just call. It's that simple. We'll help you work up an ad, get an ad that rolls and uh, helps out your business as well. And um, maybe you've got a student uh, in one of the universities, right? They usually got university and college radio stations. Check it out. Maybe we can pipe in some RBN in there and uh, get those uh, progressives knickers all in a twist. Huh? How about that? Have a little fun. All right, well, welcome to the show. It's Red Pill Politics, and we're talking about things and stuff today. Uh, I don't have any interviews. I just got a list of things that, well, piss me off. We're going to talk about it. Uh, phone lines are open. For those of you out in Radio Land, 512-248-8252 is the number. Don't be bashful. Call right in and uh, share what's on your mind. All right, I don't hit all the big points uh that everyone are interested in, but if there's something that's rubbing you the wrong way, let's kick it around. Um, I'm going to talk about the bombs that are dropping away over in Iraq and Syria right now. Another flashpoint, okay? We we did have one of our uh, military bases uh, was, in fact, attacked, and this is a retaliation to that. But it does give us an opportunity to talk about, you know, what is appropriate and reasonable presence around the world in terms of military bases. Because it seems to me, as I try to study and understand more about our foreign policy, that, you know, these military bases um, aid when we send in aid Many, many times when we pretend to care about the poor and the downtrodden and we send aid into these nations, you know, through the U.N., through our own infrastructure, what we wind up doing along with the aid goes those that are protecting the aid. Right. So you when you don't don't picture people just wearing you know, clean white uniforms, carrying boxes of food and things like that. It's not quite like that. They're carrying boxes or whatever, and they're surrounded by people with guns. Right? Many times they use aid as, as a reason to have a footprint, a presence in an area, and those people carrying the boxes are CIA assets, not people just laboring out of the goodness of their heart to help others. And before you know it, there's destabilization efforts going on in the background. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of times our presence isn't at all that benevolent. You know, it, it's often gift-wrapped as if we're, 
the saviors of the world and doing good deeds. But in that is foreign policy objectives. I suggest you that everybody spend a little bit of your time rather than putting on blinders and hyper-focusing on the details of uh, infinite details of some minutia that's in your face right now. For me, this has been a uh, uh, kind of an evolution that I've uh, gone through in gaining a better understanding and greater situational awareness is I often have to take myself and push myself back off from these issues to, to get that 30,000-foot view to see all of the contributors. Because right? you miss so much when you're hyper-focused on the thing that is right in your face. You, you don't back up to see the, the multi-headed hydra out there. So foreign policy has is, is become nothing less than hegemonic. All right? This, this, um, this zeal to spread democracy. Why are we not uh, spreading, you know, constitutional republics? You know, and Biden, just a couple of weeks ago, remember he came out, he was snarling mad, they must have screwed up on his meds or something. Uh, but he came out and he was growling into the microphone about how uh, the world has lost four democracies, lost them, four democracies gone. Remember that? Well, no, no kidding, Sherlock. It's kind of the evolution of democracies. If you want to install a democracy in your nation, yeah, it's not going to be there for long. Don't worry, it'll eventually go away it, because it degrades into a, a totalitarian uh, a government, a, a totalitarian regime. You vote yourself, in, in, you know, first you vote yourself largesse, you, you rob the, the, the coffers through all the freebies and you get addicted to the government handouts. But then once you voted yourself into slavery and the cage door shuts and the freebies run out, well, now you're left with a looted nation. Looted. Not much left there to, to actually help you out uh, righteously and honestly. And they got to control the population. So do you think they're going to use democracy to do that? Or do you think they're going to use totalitarianism to do that? So yeah, there's four less democracies because they devour themselves. That's all. That makes sense. That's the evolution. You know, it's like an egg is laid and then it eventually hatches. Well, as one hatched, four of them hatched. You know, and they, they bloomed into a, a full-blown communism, most likely. So yeah, no, no kidding, Biden. You know, you lost another four democracies, and that, that's the pattern. So, yeah, we don't want a uh, democracy here. I don't know why uh, American foreign policy is all about spreading democracy around the world when our founders feared two things above all others. One was raw democracy, and the other was standing armies. This is why we're supposed to have a militia. Yeah, yeah here we are. Uh, there's a bill out there. What is it? Uh, HR. I got it written down here somewhere in my notes. Uh, yeah, um, 
is uh, I want to make sure I get that out there for you. Yeah, sixty nine eighty one. We were talking about this uh, just the other night. Uh, H.R. 6981 is to outlaw uh, any type of paramilitary training where there is an organized uh, organizer structure and command structure. And basically, they're trying to outlaw the Second Amendment, the part that they said was necessary. They're trying to ban. Oh, good Lord. Uh, I think I hear the bumper music coming in. Um, all right, we'll be right back after these messages. Red Pill Politics, listening to republicbroadcasting.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The edge of speaker alive, shrouded in secrets and mysteries. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultation are free and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects email tom at republicbroadcasting.org t-o-m at republicbroadcasting.org my name is john i'm the founder of blackout coffee and i started uh, blackout because i really love coffee i've always loved coffee and after traveling so much to europe south america in trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time i came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets super. 
that Red Bull Politics show. It's mighty fine to have you all on board. It's a beautiful, beautiful Sunday here. The sun is out. The the sky is clear. Uh, not too bad out. Not too cold. A little above freezing, uh, but very very nice. Um, and I'm getting ready. I was saying at the beginning of the show, uh, hour here, uh, some of the shows coming up this month. Uh, February and March are the month where you want to start germinating your uh, plants, getting them ready. And we're going to go through some of those earlier tips for germination and things like that to make sure that you're uh, successful, avoid common mistakes, give yourself a good running start. And we're going to kind of segue and jump in uh, periodically with shows uh, throughout the spring because there's other important things that we need to know sequentially uh, as the growing season goes along. Uh, right up to the point of harvest where uh, we're actually going to focus on uh, seed saving. One of the little projects that I think uh, I'm going to fire up here with uh, the Constitution Party is there's a lot of people really interested in uh, or concerned with food. And many of them love gardening. And one of the things that I used to be involved in, and it was so much fun, and it organically blew up. You want to talk about... You know, when people get involved in all kinds of movements and efforts and organizations, you know, recruiting new people to get interested and activated is always, a you know, a struggle. This was one of those things that didn't seem to be that way, is that as soon as someone found out about it, it was, oh, that's cool, I'm there. And they were, and they showed up, and they participated, and it was great. But let me explain. I had a uh, um, subscription to the Seed Saver Exchange. It's a pretty cool organization, good website. I think the membership was only like 40 or $50 a year. But it gave you uh, really good discounts on all of their products, all their seed and everything. And it was uh, heirloom and organic uh, stuff. Um, and they had a huge heirloom section, too, that was phenomenal. But along with it, they had a forum kind of a message board where people got in there and posted questions and it was very active. And I learned quickly that if you got in there and mixed it up with these people and, you know, shared tips, asked questions, answered questions, made friends, that it didn't take too long. And I had made such a connection with people that were also, you know, longtime members of, of the organization there, uh, Seed Savers, um, that they had their own organic little network out there. And how easy is it, uh, you know, to make a connection and say, hey, you know what, I had this beautiful batch of whatever uh, heirloom tomatoes and I got, you know, just a ton of seed. Let me send you some. And before you know it, people are sending seed back and forth in the mail. They're dropping them in an envelope, gone, back and forth a couple of days later, uh, some new friend across the country uh, just increased their heirloom seed stock. Um, and it was absolutely uh, marvelous. Not only the online community that we built for ourselves and how productive it was for each of us, that we all benefited, uh, but even at the local level, when we announced that we were doing um, uh, like a, a gardening um, workshop in seed swap, we, uh, we use that word seed swap, it was amazing how many people were out there that are actually aware of this and had been say they're seed savers. They're they're out there. They're quiet. I'm not. 
I think everyone should be, myself. I don't think we've got an abundance of seed savers mixed amongst us, but in terms of a, a group of people and filling a room and getting together once a month, um, they're out there. And they were close enough, you know, within a half hour or so to, to drive to these meetings. And they came out and they participated and everyone benefited. It really was. A, and those are the best situations. They're the best and the strongest contracts when there is a net benefit to everybody involved. Those are great arrangements, great contracts. They're, they're great uh, uh, situations to be in where it's a win-win. It's not always like that. But this was, and I'm going to encourage that again, I think, um, it is a, a kind of a seed swap in a little community because it can be done both physically as you identify like-minded people right in your neighborhood, um, but it can easily be done uh, digitally over the Internet while the Internet's up. I'm telling you, you'll make friends all over the country. And before you know it, you're going to be dropping all kinds of seed in, in an envelope back and forth to each other. And this heirloom seed, I don't know if you've noticed, but when you go into the any place that sells agricultural supplies and seed stock, you're going to notice that the, um, the heirloom seed, and they always mix in stuff. They call it organic and things to, to trip you up. But truly non-manipulated heirloom seed is what you want to deal with. And it is getting harder and harder to find. And you can mark my words here. Because big agribusiness has been out for years trying to get the, the patent rights to all kinds of things. And the moment they opened it up and allowed Monsanto to patent his, uh, uh, I think, Roundup Ready seed, and it opened the floodgates. Seed vaults all over were being raided by big agribusiness trying to, um, trying to uh, copyright and protect that seed, the, the actual living organism. You're not supposed to patent, be able to patent a living organism, yet they are. And it will get to the point where you either cannot just openly purchase heirloom seed over, you know, just over the counter. You might have to actually get a permit. Okay? You might have to be an approved uh, educational facility or, or a, a pre preferred government farm or something like that. Uh, but you're not just going to be able to go in as a regular everyday citizen and, and just buy a little package of heirloom seed. We're moving towards that. I know it sounds crazy, but crazier things have already happened. So be on the, uh, be a, uh, knowledgeable of this. Go out and buy heirloom seed wherever you can find it, not just to hoard it and keep it from others, but to, uh, to make sure it survives. And no matter what government says, all right, uh, if they say that you cannot own that, you, you need to defy them. And it is coming to that. So don't think I'm being melodramatic here. Uh, this is a, a, a mechanism to independence. And everything that would make us independent and self-sustaining are things that government will try to interfere with and control the tap of. So that when you are obedient, you will get some crumbs. A little feed will come out for you. 
And if you are not obedient, well, hopefully they'll have you all hooked up digitally so that your social score and your bank account and your your everything can just be turned off. That's what we're moving towards, folks. That's what we're moving towards. Uh, 512-248-8252. That is the call-in number. If you've got something on your mind, uh, please do share it. Um, natural gas. Uh, the timing, obviously, of this, I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, the Biden Easter regime has decided to uh, cut all the permits uh, for natural gas out of, uh, exports. And this was pointed right directly at Texas because that's where most of it comes from. Well, it, it looks political and it is political, but it also remember how I said when things uh, you know, when it's just a win-win situation, ring the most out every uh, effort, uh, it works the other way, too. And that's what Biden is doing. Not only does he get to weaponize this directly against his political enemy uh, being Governor Abbott down there in Texas in his efforts to uh, uh, at least make the border a little less porous. Uh, so it, it has been politically weaponized in that respect. But it meshes seamlessly with his U.N. agenda um, for um, uh, climate change, right? Reducing fossil fuels, creating artificial scarcity. So all of you, although this is is, um, directed or seemingly directed right at Texas, in a retaliatory way, what is going to be the impact to everybody? What Biden did is an impact to everybody. So again, remember, supply and demand. I always go back to the basics of economics. I'm not very smart. I'm just a pissed off country boy here. I got to boil it down to the basics. Supply and demand. The demand for natural gas is the same, unchanged. So the demand is the same. Now, the supply has just been drastically cut. So what little natural gas is out there now, how much do you think they're going to charge for it? What will the market naturally bear? Where all these people that need gas, they just simply need it. I, yeah, I know it was, uh, you know, $2 a gallon uh, yesterday, but it's $4 a gallon now. Why is it that I turn on my TV and, and when they say, oh, the inflation numbers are great, we're doing wonderful. How, how is it that they can keep saying that, yet I'm now paying more for my natural gas? It doesn't make sense. Well, it's because they don't include, there's two things that are not included in the official inflation numbers. And that is energy and food. The two things that you need most that, that are literally a, a daily parts of, of your life. And, and they, they're not included in that num- those numbers. I mean, why? You ask yourself, why would a system do that? Why would they grade and, and, and supposedly offer information, usable information uh, to the public? 
is so horribly skewed. I mean, it's obvious that true inflation is affected in the, you know, for us, us commoners, us real people, the ones that have to go out literally every day and buy our food, put fuel in our vehicles, maintain and sustain ourselves. I don't think Joe Biden, other than buying an ice cream cone once in a while, I don't think he goes out and shops for his food. Oh, geez, uh, I'm noticing now myself that my inflation announcement doesn't jive with the fact that that beef has gone up 50% in in the last two years. What in the ever-loving hell is this? Government is lying to you, I think. Uh, let's get to the phones. We got a caller calling in here, Art from Georgia. How are you this morning, Art? Hey, hey, brother. Uh, uh, late start of the day, but at least I'm up. I'm six foot above ground, so it's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lord put our feet on the ground, so uh, another good day That's indeed. <laughs> That's it. You're talking about seeds and. Uh, I want to let everybody know that these seed swamp and seed share groups really do work. Yeah. Um, I have managed over the past, I guess, six years or so. Uh, I've got an incredible collection of just some of the most fabulous heirloom seeds that you could possibly ever want. Um, but... Uh, if you're not sure about any groups in your area, there are online groups um, that you can uh, that you can uh, uh, join up with and just do a search for uh, seed swap or seed share, uh, and you you should find several. If you're on Facebook, I have a seed swap group that I've been trying to get started, and uh, I'll drop the link to that in the chat room. But if you're not in the chat room, if you go to Facebook and you put in seed swap dash trade and the the fancy little sign symbol for and don't spell it out trade and share and then in parentheses USA only you should find my group and join and uh, we've got uh, some some people have already joined up but trying to get more. We're trying to, the whole objective is to get these seeds circulating throughout the country so that we can have good, quality, healthy food. Another resource, and I use this myself, is Texas Ready. Um, they have a seed bank, or they have several, several different seed banks that you can choose from, and you just go to Texas Ready dot net and uh i've gotten some of their seed banks and they really are everything that they advertise so just just wanted to share all that with folks that's outstanding definitely uh share those links up there in the text chat uh for folks and another important thing too uh, i've seen people that started engaged in this and, and started saving their seeds and whatnot but, you know, there's kind of a process and a procedure, you know, for doing that and then for storage. Because I've had people come back to me and say, oh, I had all these envelopes full of seed and, you know, I uh, opened them up and they were all moldy or something. So 
things can go wrong if you don't do it right. And there's such an important thing uh, that there's discussions on the proper way of uh, doing that, too. Do you have any tips for people that uh, want to uh, save their seeds about harvesting them and drying them? Well, I'm a little unorthodox when it comes to that. I've heard people talking about put them in the freezer where they're kept cold and they're in the dark and blah, blah. The only problem with that is once you thaw out a pack of seeds, you have to use them all because moisture, uh, water crystals form inside the pack. And once you thaw them out, well, now all, all your seeds are wet. You've got to use all of them. Same thing when you put them in the refrigerator. They won't keep as long as they keep in the freezer, but once you take them out and they're exposed to heat, well, now your seeds, you've got to plant them all because moisture accumulates when you have cold and warm mixed together, instant moisture. So I don't store mine in the refrigerator or in the freezer. I keep them in Ziploc bags in a metal ammo, uh, ammo case in a dark place where it's kept cool. And that's how I store mine. And believe it or not, I've had seeds last me three, four, and five years. Um, now, is there, I do, are there any seeds uh, that are sensitive to freezing? Can you do it with all seed, or are there some that are sensitive and wouldn't make it through the freezer? I don't know. I haven't tried to figure that out. That's a little bit beyond me. Um, beyond my, I'm, I'm a dumb, ignorant Georgia redneck. So, you know, I have to do things by trial and error in a lot of time, a lot of ways. But what I've done was before I ever try to harvest any seed, what I will do is let about one fourth of my crop rot on the vine and just drop in place. And if the seeds sprout and come back up, I know I've got good viable plants so that the next time when they go get close to seeding out, I harvest the seed, but I always let them go natural to see if anything's going to sprout because it doesn't make any sense to me to try to save seed the first time around, not knowing whether or not I've got good viable seed. The only way I know to test for sure to make sure I've got good viable seed is to let some of that crop rot, fall off the vine, and see what sprouts. If it does sprout, i got good viable seed next time around. I'll harvest it. Yeah, it's a lot like prepping with uh, with actual food. Food is that you want to rotate as well. If there's things yeah. that you do grow every year, it's always advisable to use some of your oldest seed because the germination rate uh, decreases with time. I mean, it doesn't go on forever, um, but it it does decrease with time. So you'll get the most viable seed, obviously, from the previous year a few less from the year after that, and it begins to tail off. Um, but, yeah, good good stuff. Uh, I think this is critically important because I just don't see the selection of heirloom seed on the shelves that I used to, and when it does, it's gone quickly. You know, I, I, right. I got to go frequently and look for them to restock uh, because it, it just disappears so fast. Right. And another thing, too, um, something that I didn't know about, but somebody clued me into this uh, several years ago, was when starting with a new batch of seed, 
Um, if it's something that you would plant in the summer or in the, in the early part of the spring, what I do now, thanks to this woman that I met several years ago, um, she, she taught me that plant, go out and sow the seed, prep your ground and everything, and sow your seed right there at the early part of the, uh, or at the late part of fall, when it's too cold for anything to germinate and sprout, plant it, sow your seed then, so that they will sit all winter long, and then whatever pops up, that you know is going to be your hardiest plants, because not all seeds will survive a winter. So if you sow your seeds in the wintertime before the ground freezes, you sow your seed in the wintertime before it has a chance to get some ready. Uh, we got a break coming in on us. Uh, Art, thank you very much for the call. Good stuff. Make sure you post the link up there for folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Red Bill Politics. Listen to Free Public Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back. Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 